Welcome to the Hello Sunday podcast with me, Nikki Hyden. This is the podcast that discusses everything self-development, spirituality and sobriety. And it wouldn't be me without a little sprinkling of humour. Whether you were just starting out on your journey of self-development or have been exploring these topics for years, are completely alcohol-free or just curious about living a more sober lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I'll be exploring topics in both solo episodes and with some amazing guest experts. So if you like what you hear, then please subscribe, rate and review. So with that said, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Hello Sunday. Hey guys, I hope you're all good. I am doing this a little bit on the fly, is that saying? Off the cuff, on the fly, you know what I mean. Um, Because I just felt inspired and quite often what I'll do with the episodes is I'll be inspired by a topic and then I might go away and do a bit of research and I'll plan a morning or an afternoon when I can sit and record. But right now I'm just sat on my living room floor with a blanket underneath me being all cosy. I've just had my dinner. I've had the most gorgeous afternoon at a, um, I guess like a yoga retreat, courtesy of one of my best friends, Lisa. Um, It was a birthday gift so it was my birthday a few weeks ago so we went to this amazing yoga afternoon and it was just so nice like it was in the most gorgeous setting if you're from Leeds or Yorkshire then it's set in the same grounds as Harewood House so it's called Harewood Holistics and it's like a barn and it's in the loft of this barn and it's just the most gorgeous location and we did um, a really slow flow class and then restorative yoga which is basically do you remember when you were a kid did you ever just used to get into like weird positions and just lie there stretching for like 10-15 minutes watching a tv show well it's basically that minus the tv show (laughs) so it's just been yeah just really um well really restorative it's been really relaxing and rejuvenating and I've come back and I just felt inspired because I've actually been listening to a few podcasts this week and something that one of them said really struck a chord, really resonated. So I thought I'd chat about it this week, but actually, yeah, just felt called to do today. So here I am showing up on my living room floor and I've got no notes. I'm just going to freestyle and go with the flow and we'll see where we end up. Also, you might have noticed the sound's a bit better. She's got a new mic. It's, yeah, it's taken like, what episode are we on now? 26, 27 if you count the Sober October bonus episode. And it's taken a while to get the sound, but I think it's better anyway. I'll take your feedback on that, but I think it's a lot better. And I think that it sounds crisper and a lot more clear and professional and less background noise. So yeah, fingers crossed. It's all good. We will go with the flow for this episode and yeah, we'll see where we end up. So the podcast that I was listening to was actually the Jay Shetty podcast. Now, if you don't know who Jay Shetty is, he is a incredible 
self-development guru. He is a podcaster. He does workshops and events and he actually used to live as a monk. He went to live as a monk for a while and he's actually written a book, which I've read most of. My dad bought it for me a few months ago. It was last year and I did read most of it. I normally listen to like self-development books, but actually having this one to like read and refer back to was really useful because some of the stuff I really wanted to, you know, when you like read something and then you want to read it back again because it just lands differently the second time. So the book's called Think Like a Monk. He's done a few books, I think, but the the Think Like a Monk book is the latest one. And he has on his podcast, I mean, he has a whole spectrum of different people from other personal development and motivational speakers through to he's had the Kardashians on there it's normally people that have got a platform or celebrities that he really delves into their I guess like their psyche and where they've come from and how they made themselves now James Corden isn't regularly somebody that I particularly like don't get me wrong I love his comedy I love his I mean Gavin and Stacey if you're in the UK absolutely iconic show just hilarious and it was actually one of the first shows that I watched with my now husband when we first got together we watched one of the Christmas specials um yeah it's it's amazing and he's an absolutely phenomenal comedy actor I don't think I've ever seen him anything serious I think he's done stuff he's done like plays and stuff as well but you know went to um LA went to America and I think the general consensus or the kind of word on the street, if you like, is that he turned into a bit of a bell end, got a little bit, just a little bit above his station, you know, la la land, all that sort of stuff and, and became quite egotistical and arrogant. I've obviously never met the guy. So this is just hearsay. So I don't know. So if anyone's a huge James Corden fan, don't get your knickers in a twist. Not saying that's a fact, just saying that that is what people have said. So I've taken everything that he's said or stuff that I've read recently with a pinch of salt because you never know where it's come from. And to be honest, I don't like judging people like that. But I think when so many people say stuff, and I've heard other celebrities comment on this as well, it kind of, you just kind of end up believing it, don't you? But anyway, cut a long story short, I love the Jay Shetty podcast because he always has really interesting guests, really interesting viewpoints. They tend to go quite deep. You tend to hear stories and recollections and things that you've not heard before. So I thought I'd give this one a whirl. And I was kind of half listening to it and half doing, like, I think I was cleaning at the time and, like, doing chores and stuff. Um, this was just a couple of days ago. And something that he said really resonated and it stopped me in my tracks because it actually is really really in alignment with like some of the stuff that I'm going through at the moment and probably loads of you as well so they were talking about how he had finished the late late show I think that's what it was called yeah the late late show with James Corden so he had um I'm sure most of you will know a late night chat show in America where they had loads of famous guests on and he had loads of famous friends and you know it was very glitzy and glamorous and even he, by his own admission on this podcast he said it was a narcissist dream you know your face is on billboards everyone's amazing to you there's somebody saying applause when you walk on stage and everyone's clapping for you so it you know genuinely he said it would have been very easy to let that go to his head and 
Jay Shetty, the pod, the interviewer, the podcaster, said, so why did you quit when you were at the top of your game? Why did you leave when you did? You know, you could have ridden that wave. They wanted you to stay. It was your choice to leave. And you essentially let something go when it was giving you, you know, amazing financial security. You were living the dream in terms of the people that you were meeting and the lifestyle that it was allowing you. And James Corden basically said, well, I wanted to quit whilst I was at the top of my game. I didn't want this to become something that essentially faded away, something that I just stopped enjoying or tried to squeeze every little drop out of it. And there was a lot of other stuff in there around his family. And obviously, you know, his wife had sort of travelled to the States for him and it was time for them to come back to the UK and that sort of stuff. But he used a really great analogy. And he said... It's like when you're little and you have a balloon, you have a big shiny balloon and you hold this balloon and it's got a string on it and you think, I'm never letting this balloon go. This balloon is the best thing. It's so big and shiny and amazing and I'll never get another balloon like this. So you keep hold of that balloon and you tie it to your wrist and over time that balloon loses its shine, it starts wilting And eventually you're just walking around dragging this wilted balloon behind you and you're not able to grab another balloon because the original balloon is still tied to you and you're still dragging it around. And I just thought, what a fantastic analogy. And he went on to say that eventually you get rid of the balloon or you have to, you don't have a choice, but you have to get, you have to untie the balloon or somebody will say, hey, you know, why are you carrying that balloon around? It's time to put it in the bin. And so you will. And what happens? You find another, sometimes bigger, sometimes shinier, sometimes brighter, sometimes better balloon to carry, to own again for a while. And he was saying that that is like life, that there are opportunities and things that come your way that are absolutely incredible, amazing. You just think you're never going to get as good of an opportunity again. And so you take it, you grab it with both hands. You have to know when to let go of things, when things have run their course, when things have given you everything that they can, when you've taken everything from them that you needed to, and when it's time to let go. And I think for me, there's been many a time when that has related to relationships, where it's related to jobs, where it's related to homes. It doesn't just have to be a career opportunity or something that you've been wanting to get from a work perspective. It can be so many things. And I hear people say all the time, In fact, I was in, um, I'm in a Facebook group for the book club that I'm in and somebody had commented in the Facebook group that they were miserable in their job, but that because they'd moved, I think they'd moved like cities for a partner or something like that and they weren't happy in their job, but they said, oh, it's just so difficult though, because I know I won't get another one that pays as well as this. And I just questioned it and I just commented back and said, is that true? Is that really true? Have you looked? Do you know? Oh, no. Well, I just know. I know my industry and I know. And I said, right, okay. But if you're not happy, how important is 
the money to you know if you're miserable and that's carrying through maybe to your relationship or your marriage and it's carrying through to your weekend like for those of you that are regular listeners to the show or maybe you know me personally you won't have been able to get away without hearing me talk about Simprove. Simprove is a scientifically backed water-based probiotic drink. You drink it daily and it has been scientifically proven to help with things like bloating, IBS symptoms, pain. It was actually a dietitian friend of mine that introduced it to me last year and I honestly wouldn't be without it now. It's helped with my energy, with my bloating, it's helped with my immune system and also things like my skin. The list is honestly endless. Now I have got a code for you. So if you'd like to try Simprove, you can get 50%, that's a massive 50% off your first three-month subscription by going on Simprove.com and putting in the code Nikki 50 That's N-I-K-K-I-5-0, or clicking the link in the show notes. The balance is off. And also, not only that, but whilst you're working in that job that is dragging you down and you're not enjoying and it's making you miserable, but you're staying just because you think that you can't get another job that pays as well, you're not giving yourself time to look for another job. You're not giving yourself the space to look elsewhere and to, you know, put the feelers out and speak to your network and to look on the job sites or speak to peers. So it's very much like that balloon. You know, I'm not telling you to quit your job without something else to go to. I'm really not. But if you're clinging on to something because of a story that you're telling yourself or a limiting belief, then you need to question, is that really true? And sometimes you just have to let go of that balloon. You know, you have to give yourself that space where things are really fucking scary and you don't have a balloon to be able to give yourself the freedom to take another balloon when it comes along. And for me, this was very, very poignant when I was looking to start my business. I was in a really great job with a company that I loved with great colleagues. I'd got a good client base. I was fairly well paid, you know, the commission and the bonuses and stuff were great. And I had a burning desire within me to do something for myself. I wanted to create something that I was in control of, that not only was I in control of, but was fully my responsibility to make a success of, that I could call the shots, that I could look at the colours and the logo and the name and the client base and the positioning and all of that. And whilst I was still employed, there was only parts of that that I could be responsible for and in control of because it was somebody else's business. And of course, you know, you're not going to control everything within your role within someone else's business. So it was a really, really scary and anxiety inducing and nerve wracking time. But I had to let go and I had to hand my notice in and actually kudos to my previous bosses because they were brilliant and we worked together to extend the notice period so that I could tie things up nicely with them and we came to a really good agreement with how things were going to finish and they were super supportive 
But I had to have that period of letting go of the balloon to see if I could grab hold of the next one. And in launching my business, it was trying to see if I could make that next thing happen and create that next opportunity. And I couldn't have done that still in employment, A, because I wouldn't have had time and B, because it was a conflict of interest and actually written into my contract that, you know, you you can't do that, which is understandable. And exactly the same applies with relationships. You know, I've been in situations before where I've absolutely loved the bones of somebody, but I've known that they've not been right for me or the situation hasn't been right. You know, I was in a relationship when I went to university and he was amazing coming up and down to Leeds all the time to see me, but it wasn't allowing me to really have my uni life. And I think we both knew that something had to give and, um, you know, actually we're really great friends now, which is brilliant. So I'm really pleased that, you know, we managed to retain that friendship, but it was scary knowing that you were leaping and, you know, there wasn't a net there. You weren't going to another relationship. It was just, you knew that something wasn't right in in that one and, and that situation. And it might not necessarily always be the job or the person. It might just be the timing. I've had friends that have had to give up jobs to go and care for family members, for instance. And, you know, that's been scary for them, but it's been, they've had to prioritise. So it's knowing when to let things go, knowing that things have an expiration, that situations and opportunities come around from time to time and will be for a season. They won't be for a lifetime. Some things will be for a lifetime. Don't get me wrong. You know, my parents, for instance, are still together, you know, 40 odd years down the line. So um, some things will come into your life and stay, but a lot of the time things are transient and you have to accept that there will come a time when you have to move with the ebb and flow of life and you have to let things go. And people saying, I won't get a job pain as well, or I won't find somebody as amazing as this person, or telling themselves a story and creating a limiting belief that they won't get something else is holding them back. What they're holding onto is holding them back because unless you absolutely love what's in your life unless you are so passionate about your relationship I mean not all the time let's be honest we're all gonna argue and fall out and have times where we want to kill the other person but you should have passion for what you do day to day you should have passion for the person that you're with and know that that is right for you you should have passion for where you live you know it might not be your dream home but if you hate your environment that plays such a big part in what it is that you're achieving and and how happy you are and so sometimes just letting that go and maybe handing in your notice if you're working or handing in your notice to your landlord if you're in a tenancy can sometimes just free up the space to move into seeing opportunities And that's exactly what it is. And so it resonated with me lately because in my business, in my um, recruitment business, Ethical Talent, last year was an amazing year. I'm not going to lie, it was, I started the business and within the first month I'd landed a client that went on to be my biggest client of the year. They needed me to scope out quite a few senior leadership roles and 
it was an incredible opportunity and I took it with both hands. But what has happened now this year is obviously their leadership team is now pretty much complete. There might be the odd hire, but I'm working with lots of other new clients now that it's much easier when you've got one big client that you're working with because you know them, you know their culture, you know their ways of working and their hiring and your communication style with them. And when you have to re-establish ways of working, terms, communication styles, rapport with lots of different clients, it's a lot more, what's the word? Like, it's just a lot more um, energy required and a lot more output. And the other thing is that sometimes you're going to have those fertile voids a little bit like what we were talking about last week about winter, where maybe you don't have loads of clients or things aren't as busy in your business or you're not dating loads if you're in the dating game. But actually it's learning to enjoy and accept the process and learning to enjoy and accept downtime and the, I guess, just the points between holding on to the balloons because those are the bits that you're going to look back on and you're going to wish that you'd have made more of them if you've ever been in a long-term relationship and you've split up with someone and then you've got quickly into another relationship or maybe not even that quickly but you've just spent the whole of the time that you were single wishing that you were in a relationship and looking for a relationship and then you get into a relationship and you think oh I wish I'd have made the most of that time. I wish I'd have seen more of my friends or done more of the single girl or guy life stuff. I wish I'd have gone traveling or gone on a solo holiday. Not that you can't do all those things when you're in a relationship, but you just sometimes, hindsight's great, isn't it? And you you look back and you just wish that you'd have made the most of the times in between. But you don't know that you're going to have that time. You don't know how long it is. So it can be quite anxiety inducing. It can be very daunting, I guess, just to not be holding onto a balloon and not know when that next balloon is going to come around. But actually, it always does. Like James Corden was saying, he will work again. It may not be as big or as, I guess, in the limelight as the Late Late Show, but he will have new opportunities and he will work and he will have things come his way. Just like I will have lots more interesting clients this year and things always fall into place. It's just in that void that you get that anxious feeling. And that's often why people hold on to things for longer than they're serving them for, because you get scared that you're not going to get it again. And you will. If you've had it once, if you've done it once, if you've achieved it once, you can do it, have it and achieve it all over again. And that is a promise. So that just really resonated with me this week. And it was really poignant for my life. And I just thought, it's so funny, isn't it? Because as human beings, we can be so just flappy. (laughs) And yeah, just so afraid of things not happening and opportunities not coming our way. But actually, we're cock-blocking ourselves a lot of the time because we're not giving up the things that aren't serving us in order to allow the space 
and the freedom for the things that will serve us to come into our life. And that is something that I think we can all do with being reminded of. And maybe you're sat there thinking, that's not me, that, you know, I'm good with that. And you know what? That is you, amazing. And I'm, you know, hats off to you. But I'd say 90% of people that I know do have that anxiety. They do have that slight nervous belly when they know that something isn't serving them, but they just don't know how they would live without it until the next thing came along. And that's normal. That's absolutely normal. And it's about learning these little tools and techniques to navigate those times and navigate through life. But yeah, I just wanted to share that because I just, I thought that maybe if it had landed with me and resonated with me, it would land and resonate with some of you. And that is an analogy that I will remember for a long time to come. Probably the rest of my life, I will remember that analogy. And it also, and I think he spoke about this on the podcast, actually, I don't think this is an original thought, but it also invoked a image of the Banksy painting where the little girl's holding onto the balloon. And yeah, I might see if I can find that now and put it up in my house somewhere just to remind me, but I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that it has landed, resonated, and if the energy is slightly calmer tonight, <laughs> today is just because I'm in a really zen, calm place, and I just felt that this one should be delivered from that zen, calm place. So, yeah, it's been probably a slight change of tempo, but I'm sure I'll be back again with my usual energy and usual quick talking and um yeah especially when we have guests I get so overexcited when we have guests on and end up just talking at a million miles an hour so enjoy the change of tempo because it probably won't stay and have a fantastic week and I'll be back again next Sunday thanks for listening you can find us on instagram at hello sunday pod or you can email us on hellosundaypod at outlook.com. Have a great week.